Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday morning? One more day. One more day and we get sports. It's true. It's so it's so close. It's so close we can taste it. By the time some of you might be listening to this, they might already be happening. And that's that's definitely good news in our world. Yes, 100 percent No, it's it's a good day. Um yeah, been been a good week. Uh, just been talking. You and I have both been talking to a lot of different coaches and um, trying to get a good familiarity of what these teams are going to be capable of doing this year. And yeah, sounds like it's going to be kind of a fun season, even though it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, that basically feels like all we've been doing the past two weeks is just talking to all the coaches from all these teams. But um, like you said, yeah, we're just finishing wrapping up um, previews as we speak. Wrestling. Um, is going tomorrow and then we have uh swimming and gymnastics uh, on friday which will be the last ones coming out um in print and some of them are already going online so make sure to check sctimes.com for those but otherwise yeah it's uh we're about ready with all of that work and ready just to actually be at events and covering that so we're going to talk a lot about um the sports that we didn't get to last week last week we talked about boys and girls hockey and boys and girls basketball we're going to touch on all the rest this week um and also on the college front, there was some big news from the MIAC this morning about how they're going to be playing sports this winter. St. Cloud State's had a lot of sports already happening um, and schedule changes, lots of things happening with them. So um, at the end of the show, we'll do kind of quick news and notes, hit some of those things at the college level. But uh, the main part of the podcast this week is going to be finishing up those previews because like we said, tomorrow we'll be at games. We'll be at a couple this weekend, um, the beginning of next week. So we'll have actual teams to talk about impressions from seeing real games um it's going to be interesting next week but first today we're going to start with wrestling uh brian just finished up uh his wrestling preview and he's currently finishing up the top 10 to watch uh i know you were at state wrestling last year and you know going to college in iowa you've uh you've seen a lot of wrestling you kind of um, it seems like one of your, you know, stronger suits of, of sports you've covered. Um, what's kind of the scene of wrestling in the St. Cloud area this year? Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing for um, a lot of these schools is just the hard part is, is with every year you lose people and then you gain people and the younger kids, you don't necessarily know what to expect yet because they're young. Um, typically when it comes to most wrestling uh, weight classes, your 106 and 113 wrestlers and a lot of the lighter wrestlers are going to be younger kids because they're small. Um, whereas your seniors are going to be kind of more on the heavier weights or maybe middleweights. Um, so there's a lot of changes that happen every year just based on size. Um, that's the sucky part about wrestling is that when you gain a lot or when you grow a lot and puberty hits, it sucks, but it's also good. So, um, 
but yeah, so for, for, for last year, um, there was at least a handful of different, uh, wrestlers that made it to state last year, kind of a good, um, a good run for many of them. Um, obviously no, no teams making it there just with how dominant, um, some of these schools are around the Metro and the central Minnesota area. Um, it's tough to put a team in there when you have teams like Simley, like Eden Prairie, like, you know, and the list goes on and on, um, that are just powerhouses. But Isaiah Green was kind of the big name last year. Isaiah Green won the, um, won his class, the AAA 220 pound weight class, um, became the state champion there. Um, Bob, Bob Bochick, uh, he's, he left, um, the tech wrestling program after a 43 year, um, coaching career, not all at tech, but, um, definitely some of it at tech and he left a really good legacy there. So a lot of changes, um, with a lot of these schools, but also some familiar names as well. So to kind of get started, the big name this, or the big team this year is going to be Sartell. Sartell comes back with a lot of, a lot of wrestlers, um, a lot of experience, um, talking to head coach Cody Olson, he even said he's been looking forward to this junior and senior class for a long time. Um, they just have a lot of skill. They have a lot of leadership and a lot of experience. So um, when it comes to their their lineup, he said that basically from 120 pounds to 220 pounds, he's solid. Um, they have a lot of solid wrestlers and they even have depth too. Um, in case guys get hurt or whatever may happen. He said the 106, 113, and 285 are going to be a little bit harder to find um, just because, like like we said, with 106, you have to have a young wrestler. And right now they're kind of relying on a lot of junior and senior class um, wrestlers. Um, The big names for Sartell this year um, right away is juniors Spencer Johnson and Ashton Lipinski. Those two are ranked in the top. 10 for their respective weight classes. Um, Spencer Johnson's at number six for 120 pounds. Ashton is at number nine for 145 pounds, but there are a couple other guys that are going to be kind of taking, taking big roles this year. Um, one of them that I'm really excited about is um, Dylan Enriquez. He's a junior. He didn't compete last year on the mat because of a torn ACL, but last his freshman year, he finished 39 and five as a record, which is phenomenal. Um, so if he can do that again, I'm sure Cody Olson will be really excited to have him back. Um, and then the other guy that is kind of a fun name that, you know, we've been, we've been covering all fall was, um, Ethan Torgrimson, um, running back for Sartell. And honestly, um, Olson said he, he's been trying to recruit him for the last number of years. And this year he finally got him. Um, obviously being a senior, it's his last year. So Olson's very excited about what he can do. Cause if you just look at him, he's, He's definitely a wrestler. <laughs> he's got the muscles. He's got, he's got kind of everything that you, you kind of hope for when it comes to wrestling. So he'll be at the 220 pound mark. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of exciting to see what, what Sartell can do this year. Yeah. Ethan, a former basketball player making the switch for a senior year. That should be um, definitely interesting. Like you said, and for tech who is, you know, like you said, um, moving on to a new coach this year, it's going to be a bit different for that big St. Cloud co-op. Uh, can you just tell me kind of what what their general impressions are, what they're kind of hoping for with this season? Yeah, Travis Holt is the new head coach for Tech, um, and Tech is co-opted with Cathedral and Apollo as well. Um, and he's it's kind of interesting because he's 
He's a former St. Cloud State wrestler, so he knows the area pretty well. And his mentality is, is he wants to put points on the board. He wants to run up the totals. He wants to, I mean, he wants to make how he described it is, is um, an entertaining style of wrestling for this tech team this year. Um, and losing a handful of guys at the heavier weights like Aaron Voigt, like Isaiah Green and Taylor Hug, um, you're definitely going to be having a few guys put in there that are newer. Um, but he does have some experience with um, Jackson Kenning coming back as well as Tucker Hug coming back. Um, there's a few other guys that are kind of taking over some, some positions. Um, and he has a pretty solid core. Um, he expects guys to, you know, he's not looking for wins or losses. He's looking for a- effort and attitude and that effort and attitude will lead to wins. Um, but he's definitely looking for points on the board and, you know, not he's looking for takedowns, but he's also looking for some pins to get some points on the board right away. Yeah. And with our other schools with Sock Rapids, Albany and Ricori, um, who are kind of the individuals or a couple of those guys that are on your top 10 list people should watch out for? Yeah, I think for Albany, the big part is, is um, they have a lot of middleweight um, wrestlers coming back. And that's kind of exciting for head coach Alex Evan. Um, guys like Peyton Crumray, um, William Mergen, Tate Hoffarth, um, Declan Crumley, and Hunter Tate. Those five are kind of the big names when it comes to the middleweights. Um, otherwise, there's going to be a lot of young kids um, kind of stepping up into the lighter and heavier weights. Um, for Ricori, the big name right this year is Austin um, Mosco. Um, he's he's going to be kind of how how Dustin Kramer, the head coach, described him as is he's the guy that's going to be taking the last shot for us um, in more of a wrestling reference. Um, but he's ranked in the top top 10 as eighth for 152 pound weight class this um, year. And then for Sock Rapids, um, a couple of the big names that are currently ranked in the top 10 right now is senior Andrew Wallach and junior Cole Ackerman. Um, those two are kind of the big names for them. Um, there's also a handful of other guys that had 15 wins or so last season and are going to be coming back. But those two are kind of the ones Wallach is sitting at eighth in, in 145 pound weight class. And Ackerman um, is um, sitting eighth for 182-pound weight class as well. So quite a few names. Um, I expect to be probably seeing a handful of these guys at the state meet, if there is a state meet um, this year. And um, should be kind of fun to just see how they do um, and how these teams do, because I think this is one year where you could potentially see these teams actually doing pretty well and not just the individuals. Yeah, and a lot of those names, especially for Albany and also uh, – Soccer Rapids, very familiar from football, too, with a lot of big performances. So if they, especially Albany, if they wrestle like they played football this year, they should be set for, for a pretty successful season. But, yeah, so um, is there anything else, Brian, we didn't touch on with wrestling you wanted to add? No, I think, I mean, I think it's just, like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, my headline kind of says it all with team and individual success on the horizon. I think that's the big part is the team aspect is probably one of the first times that we're going to see a lot of team success this year um, compared to most years. So, but I know for you, you were talking to uh, boys swimming coaches this this week and last week, um, maybe kind of take me through what, what was going on regarding uh, boys swimming and such. Yeah. So uh, with the, with the four boys swim teams, um, we have Sartell, we have Sock Rapids, we have Tech Ricori Cathedral. Um, 
and we have Apollo and Albany does not have swimming just to kind of give you an idea of who's with who. And uh, Sartell, as usual, the team to watch, the team to beat, the favorite. Um, I can't really think of another, you know, enough accolades really to give them other than they finished uh, third and true team at state last year, third at the normal state meet, um, which was, I think their best in pretty sure it was like 18, 19 years tied their program best. Um, and you were at that state meet. I know when they were able to get second in that relay when they were seated fourth um, at the very end, and that was huge for them. So they bring back a ton of talent. Um, they lost just a couple seniors that were in a lot of those relays and put in some, you know, really good individual performances last year um, in Cooper Larson and Brandon Bajork. But a lot of the names from last year are still really familiar, um, like Garrett Mars, Carter Larson, Jack Thomas, um, David Zhang, George Larson, Bo Garman, um, all were swimmers as individuals and on relay teams at state. And Daniel Binsfeld had a really impressive diving performance last year too, to finish in the top 10. So all of those guys are back. Um, so, you know, coach Anderson, he's pretty confident. I mean, they're training as if there's going to be a state meet um, as if that's what they're, they're going for their usual goals. And they think they can, they can get a top three performance again, if it all comes together. So, um, for Sartell, I think it's kind of business as usual that they're, they're probably going to be the favorites in conference in section, especially being in class a, um, they're kind of top of the crop, especially in central Minnesota in that class. So, um, yeah, I would, I would expect big things from them again, like we saw last year. Definitely. No, I mean, if you know Sartell, both boys and girls, it's just the banner just keeps getting, I mean, they got to get a bigger one probably here soon. Cause it's just, it just keeps getting numbers put it on, on them. So um, no, definitely a phenomenal program for, for that area. Um, I guess for the other remaining schools, I guess, what have you been seeing so far? I know, you know, just reading your preview that came out today, um, just a lot of different, um, a lot of different familiar names, but also some newer names that are kind of coming out that are, um, a little bit more trying to figure out who they are going to be and what they're going to be able to do. Yeah, the first one is Sock Rapids. Um, they moved up to Class 2A last year from Class A, and they quickly found out how different it is um, and how many you send to state and just the level of competition in those sections in Class 2A. Um, it's a huge step up. I think they're one of the smallest schools in Class 2A. Um, kind of just that cutoff point. It didn't work out the best for them. But they still had, you know, they had two at state last year. Um, so they still were able to send a couple. But I think this year they're planning on trying to send a couple more athletes to state. Um, Elijah Grubinski, he's the top local diver to watch, I'd say. Um, he finished fourth at sections, 15th at state, and um, had much higher finishes in Class A in previous seasons. And then Tucker Hendrickson, um, he was fourth in the 100 breaststroke last year. He just missed out on state. Um, and senior Isaac Fries, who um, is now graduated, he was one that finished just above him. And he was the one that swam at state, finishing 12th in the breaststroke. So um, Elijah and Tucker, those are the two captains. Those are the big names to watch. Um, and they also have a really big junior class that coach Jason Tangan, who's in his first year as head coach, he said, they're going to rely, uh, pretty heavily on them, um, to try to, you know, kind of be that young plucky team that builds this year with that big class, um, that can hopefully put in even better performances next year. Definitely. And when it comes to just, um, I know that co-op with, with Gregory and tech and cathedral, um, obviously quite a bit of different schools. So I'm sure quite a bit of different talent. Yeah. It, it's interesting with them. So tech and cathedral, they've been together for a long time. Recory just got added in um, just a couple of years ago. 
into that. And the Rikori swimmers, they still actually, I didn't know this. Um, they still swim at Rikori and they have their own couple coaches for Rikori. Um, just because it's, it's kind of a long distance to get to right after school into the pool. So they, they practice separately and then they come together for meets or I'm sure there's certain practices where, um, they might work together differently for relays, maybe other things, but yeah, so that's, that's just kind of a newer thing. Cause Ricori had been really down on numbers. I know, I think they said they had, I think they have eight of their about 20 something swimmers from Ricori, but, um, the two big names on the team to watch for our senior Tom Hoffman and junior Karsten Reuter. Um, Hoffman was first at the section meet in the 500 freestyle. He competed at state, um, finished 21st. And then Reuter, he was fifth in the 50 free and 100 feet, more of a sprinter. Um, and then he put in, you know, at conference, he was fifth. And then he put in really big performances to be second in the 100 free at sections, qualified for state, um, and was top 22. So uh, those are two guys they're really going to count on for big performances. And one really interesting note is that um, senior Chris Morris for them, who he just committed to swim at the university of Minnesota um, just a couple months ago, he's actually never swam for the team. Um, he's just done club swimming. He's um, competed at the Minnesota senior state championship separate from the high school, high school league. And he was top five um, in a couple sprinting events. So to see him finally on the team, I think that's going to be really big for them. And he's a name I would definitely watch out for. If there is a state meet, um, he, he could probably be at it. He's already proven at the club level and to commit to a division one program that he's legit. And then lastly, um, Apollo, who um, is their own team. They, uh, they had Sean Cooney was, you know, at state last year. That was a really great story that Brian, you worked on about, um, you know, his mom, you know, dying from cancer or battling cancer and then, you know, dedicating the season all of that was, was really cool, but he was their only state qualifier last year. He's gone, but they have a, they have no seniors on the team, a ton of juniors, um, and a couple that had top eight performances at sections that, um, you know, they're kind of hoping they can continue to build upon that, um, you know, build that up so that next year they can be pretty dangerous. Definitely. No, for sure. Is there anything else that we missed? I don't think so. I think that about uh, about wraps it up for that. Um, moving on from that, um, I think we'll do one more sport before we take a quick break here, um, is dance, which as always very dominant in the area. Um, tons of teams at state, uh, Brian, you did the preview on this one and it seems like we're probably going to expect some of the same thing, but dance is going to be a lot different this year. Like you found out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just before we go dive into other into the teams, um, just the overall rules for um, regarding COVID nineteen, dance definitely got a much bigger hit compared to other sports. Um, so for dance, they are only allowed to have twenty five uh, dancers on their varsity squad for either high kick or jazz. Um, they can mix between the two, um, but for the most part, you can't hit any more than twenty five, which is hard because, I mean, if you look at like Sartell, I think they had probably somewhere between 40 to 50 on their high kick last year. So now you're cutting your team basically in half um, for the, for the 2021 season. So that one's a little tough. They are allowed to touch um, because with high kick, you definitely want to make sure you have like your arms around the dancers that are next to you um, because it helps you generate more power when, when you're kicking. Um, They are allowed to do that still. It's more of a judgment call on the coach. So there are some um, teams around here that aren't going to be doing, um, they're going to just do solo kicks. 
Um, but there are some teams that are going to be doing more group kicks. Um, you're still able to do high kick and jazz um, like most years, but it's just, and then they have to wear masks as of right now. I know um, let them play Minnesota is, is suing um, governor walls right now to possibly lift the mask mandate for um, competitions and such. But as of right now, that mask mandate is in effect. So um, you will be seeing masked um, dancers as they, um, not, not the show masking, <laughs> but, but you're going to have masked dancers that are, um, going to be competing with each other. So, um, but yeah, those are kind of the big rules as of right now. Um, a lot of them are taking it head on. They're doing really, from what the coaches said, they're doing a really good job of not complaining. I think the big part is, is they're not running through their, um, routine constantly. They kind of take breaks because, three minutes of um, doing a routine you might not think is a lot of work, but it is a lot of work because um, you're definitely going to be, you're definitely moving around and kicking and doing a bunch of different dance moves that um, requires a lot of energy. So they've been kind of doing more of, you know, you do your routine, then you kind of sit, go through some of the, um, some of the critiques and such, and then maybe you go back and try and work on certain spots and then you do the routine again. So um, just different types of coaching right now. Um, that coaches are kind of trying to settle in on, but yeah, as for the teams, um, the big name, I don't know if you've heard of them, Sartell, they're pretty good. Um, I, I think, I think they're, this is their, they're looking for their 17th consecutive state appearance, um, this upcoming year. Um, they, they are a four time or they, a four, they've won the last four, um, high kick state titles and they're looking for a fifth this year. Um, and they are, they also finished tied for first place last year in jazz. Um, the tiebreaker, um, did not go in their favor. So they actually finished second overall. Um, but they were tied for first. So this year, kind of the same expectations. <laughs> um, they are expecting to do pretty well in high kick. Um, they have quite a bit of members coming back. They have a strong core coming back. Um, they also have a lot of young girls that are kind of learning this year, um, Usually they would be put into the, into the actual um, choreography and such, but this year, since due to the no, lack of numbers that you can have on a team, um, you just, they, they've been kind of more watching than doing, um, but they also have JV and such things like that, that they can compete in as well. Um, as for the jazz, she said that they have probably one of their best jazz teams in the history that she's been coaching. Um, they have a really strong jazz team, very technical team, um, and that's going to help them when it comes to their, um, to their routine. Cause their routine is more, um, from what, what, from what, um, Kelly McCarney told me, um, their high kick routine is kind of more of a party out on the dance floor vibe. Um, it's going to want to get people out of their seats and dancing. Um, their jazz routine is more of a, um, powerhouse. It's a hard hitting, more emotional type of song. Um, than, than what, so, which is very different because they've usually done a lot of, um, high energy type songs as well. So, um, could be kind of interesting to see how Sartell does this year. Cause, um, if there is a state meet, um, I'm expecting them to be there. <laughs> and then beyond them, who are the other couple teams you could see possibly, um, making it to state this year from, from our local teams? Yeah, I think Ricori has a lot of young talent this year. Um, they graduated a really big group of seniors that um, took a lot of charge. So um, I think this year is going to be an interesting one just to see how these young girls, you know, 
step up and take over those positions. Um, regarding Cathedral, that's one team that I could definitely see returning to state. They just missed um, going to state last year um, as Tech, Ricori, and Sartell won the, won the sections for both high kick and jazz. Um, they return a lot of seniors, um, and their, their jazz team is just really technical, according to uh, um, head coach Marissa Hokinson. Um, and they just are really excited about what they can do this year regarding high kick and jazz team. Um, Sock Rapids, they have a lot of seniors on their team. They actually are not in the same class as the rest of the, the teams around here. Um, they are actually in AAA rather than AA. Um, so they're competing against some really, really tough dance teams um, compared to the class AA. But she said that they have a lot of members on their team. Um, they have about 23 dancers on the varsity team this season, um, which is almost the max. And they're looking like they're going to have a pretty good, pretty good routines and, and choreography for them. And then lastly, the big, the big movement was um, Apollo and Tech. Tech was Tech and Apollo used to be just their own schools. They combined into a co-op this year, um, and now they're going to be kind of um, a co-op for at least the next couple of years before they reevaluate certain things. Um, but head coach Courtney Gordon um, kind of said that this team is going to be they're going to be they're going to be a pretty good team. They got a lot of really good dancers. Um, and they have some really fun um, jazz routines as well as um, high kick routines. And uh, yeah, it should be, should be kind of a fun year. Albany is pretty young. Um, so they're still kind of learning the ropes and such things like that. Um, but they did get a lot of experience from last year. So quite a bit of names rolling around, but I would expect just like any other year that dance is going to be a pretty um pretty excellent and successful sport for around the St. Cloud area. And I guess one last thing I just kind of thought of, or I'm curious about, so say you have one dancer that's not there the day of a meet because either they think they could have been exposed or they feel sick. So they didn't want to come. How much does that affect, um, you know, something like that where everyone's supposed to be in their set place? Yeah. So with it's similar to, previous years, they do have alternates, um, that can take over that spot. Um, the main part is, is the alternates have a hard job because if someone gets hurt, um, the day of, they have to kind of take over that spot and know exactly where they're supposed to move and such. So, um, it's definitely a lot more harder, but, um, the challenge I guess is still there, but, um, they should be able to take over that spot and be able to still have but there has been times where in competitions, they just leave that spot open and then there's an open spot and they know the judges know that the person's gone. So they, I mean, they judge it still, but it's not, but it's still a thing that they are aware of. Cool. Yeah. Just something I, I had no idea about. But look, you were already <laughs> ready with, ready with an answer on that one, but well, perfect. Well, I think that wrap, wraps up our conversation on dance. So here we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk gymnastics, skiing at the high school level for both of those, and we'll finish up with some college notes. So thanks for tuning in so far. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back with us soon.
welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Once again, for if you want to look at all these previews, they're all for subscriber stories. So make sure to subscribe to SCTimes.com. Um, you can take a look at all these. I think by the end of this, we're going to have 13, 14 stories on the previews, probably more than you ever want to know. Um, but it's there if you want it. So uh, yep. make sure you check out all our all our previews. And as we wrap up, um, the next sport we're going to get to is gymnastics, which um, I covered. I talked to a couple of the coaches already um, and finishing that up in the next day or two. But for gymnastics, the big thing, once again, it seems to be a popular theme today is Sartell, as it has been for, I think, every sport we've covered today. Um, Sartell, they were second at state last year after making the jump to 2A from 1A. Um, just huge performances by them. They have I looked all our entire all Metro team from last year, all five are back. Um, and four of them were from Sartell. So, um, that kind of tells you, and they're all seniors. So (laughs) I think they'll be pretty good this year. I don't think that's, I don't think that's too out there to say, but yeah, they have just a ton of talent back, um, all across the board, you know, a couple all around, um, Marley Michaud is one of one of the top ones, she had a really good performance, sixth in the all-around, um, third on the bars, fourth on beam, third on vault. Um, you know, just just a really great performance. Um, also, Emma Schwartz, Carly Yang, and Ali Boshi were also all first-team All-Metro for us last year. And um, Ali was finished best um, on the beam. And then for Emma, she was on the floor, and Carly was on um, bars. So, I mean, all of them just, they have that experience. A couple of them have been there multiple years, um, two, three or more, um, appearances at state. And they have a lot of people that were either on JV or kind of varsity that would, uh, compete for them sometimes that are also really skilled. Just have that many people and only one senior graduated in Brennan Chisholm. So, um, you know, when you only have that much, it's hard to break through, but they're going to have a couple more opportunities this year, especially, um, the following year. So yeah, I would expect them to be um, basically what we saw last year and maybe even have the potential. I'm sure their their goal once you get second like that is to take home that state title they've been chasing. And with this many seniors, I, I think this is one of their best opportunities to do it. Definitely. No, I, I, I think watching them at state last year was a lot of fun. And you could just tell that you know, they were, they were fired up about this upcoming year just because, you know, like you said, a lot of people coming back and um, their head coach is phenomenal at what she does. I mean, she knows how to get to the girls and knows how to, you know, individualize them in a sense to make sure that they are the best individual gymnast that can help the team. So, um, but I guess from the other teams, what have you been seeing so far um, regarding those two teams? Yeah, so our other two teams are Tech Apollo Cathedral is all a co-op, and then also Sock Rapids. Um, for I'll just call them Tech because that's easiest. For Tech, um, Taylor Schaefer, who was a freshman last year, um, she had a really strong end to the year. She was seventh in the all-around um, at the Class 2A meet. Um, she also was you know top 20 on the bars and the beam at state. Um, she was first in all-around at sections. So um, she's kind of the main person to watch for that team they lost just a couple seniors um that had been there for a while had some big performances um and marty merrick and trisha castro um so those will be two holes they're kind of trying to fill but um head coach joel starkazi said you know they have about 30 people on the squad and they're just really excited to basically just be back at it he's hoping that he thinks you know whoever can 
have a lot of their meets not get shut down constantly, you know, kind of start, stop with COVID. Um, it's going to be successful. That's going to be especially a, a key in a sport like gymnastics. Um, and that, you know, their strengths are the beam and the vault. Um, but on the bars and the floor, they're still kind of, they're hoping that that comes along a ways. Um, and that they see some improvements from those areas. And if they do, um, they think they can be successful again. I mean, they were just behind Sartell at sections last year. Uh, so they're hoping they can kind of recapture some of that with some new people too, um, and be successful. And then the other team is Sock Rapids. Um, you know, they're a bit younger. Uh, you know, they're, they have a lot of girls still that put in, you know, personal best performances last year. I'd say the main one to watch for them um, is Carly Weisenbeck. She was all Metro second team last year. Um, all state honorable mention in a couple events. She's a pretty good all arounder too. Um, and I would say she is, she's the main one to watch for them, but there's also a lot of other girls um, I think are going to step up for them. I think Sawcraft will be even better this year than last year. Definitely. And I think one thing to note when it comes to, to these different sports, especially these, um, you know, obviously we talked about hockey and basketball last week, but these other sports, there are certain sports that aren't requiring masks um, this year and um, just due to choking hazards and other safety precautions. So wrestling um, and gymnastics are two that um, could result in choking hazards. So they are not having to wear masks. Um, swimming, obviously you'd die if you would be wearing a mask if in the water. So um, I, I, I don't think, I, I think that was definitely like a no-go from the very <laughs> So um, I think the Minnesota State High School League is okay with people not like dying in the water. So, um, so I think we're good with that. So um, but yeah, and then skiing, I know, I think they have to wear masks so far right now, um, as well as dance. So, but I guess as for gymnastics to wrap it up, anything else we've missed from, from that, from that particular sport? I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, only three teams. I think that's the fewest tied with kind of girls hockey that we have in any sport other than, um, Alpine and Nordic, um, which you were the one that covered those. Can you just give me a little bit of insight, um, into what those teams might look like this year? Yeah. Um, for Nordic, um, like you were saying, there are three teams. Um, Sartell and Cathedral have a co-op. Um, Apollo and Sock Rapids, excuse me, they have a co-op. And then Tech is on their own this year. Um, Ricori was a co-op with Tech, and they are no longer having um, Nordic skiing for Ricori this year. So um, Tech will be on their own this, this upcoming season. Um, as for the, the teams, I mean, Sartell, Cathedral, a very – dominant team. Um, a lot of, a lot of familiar names coming from there. Um, they are having a lot of turnover, um, with Zach Nemeth gone, Will Nemeth and Ben Bolter. Um, all of those three are gone. So a lot of people kind of trying to step up and take over that role. Um, Johnny Nemeth, um, he's going to be probably one of the big, big stars for the boys team along with Owen Scanlon and Spencer Leaf. Um, they'll be kind of taking over those big spots. Um, for the girls side, um, Ella Bolter and Madeline, um, Francosis, um, and then Violet Stell or, um, style, excuse me, Violet style. Um, she's going to be, they're going to be kind of leading the charge for the girls team. Um, and he says he has 64 kids signed up for, uh, for Nordic skiing this year. Um, head coach Joe, Joe Tiff, um, said that that's a lot of people for him to handle. <laughs> and he said, he said, out of the 64 kids that signed up, 
35 are returning and 40 of the girls or 40 of them are girls. So a very heavy girls team compared to the boys team. So um, going to be kind of an interesting year for the girls. Um, he says that there's a lot of talent coming from them. So um, as for Apollo Sock Rapids, um, head coach Nicholas Sanville, um, Sanville, um, he, he said that they've been kind of doing a lot of dry workouts um, during those Zoom practices, um, hoping to kind of get some better times this year. Um, the captains for the teams um, for the boys' side is Sam Brewer and Ethan Logman. Um, we all know Sam Brewer as the exceptional uh, cross-country runner that he was during the fall season. Um, he'll be back as the Nordic ski captain. Um, on the girls' side, Ella um, or Ellie Tarhar um, and Lydia Zabinski, um, those two will be kind of taking the charge for the women's team um, this upcoming year. And then for Tech, um, the they kind of return quite a bit of teams um, or quite a few players or um, skiers um, for the boys side, seniors, uh, Carl Schroeder, um, Tony Presser and Logan Holm. They will be kind of taking over the charge for the boys side. And then for the girls side, um, Ren Scott Lumbar, um, she finished fourth last year um, in sections um, and made it and made a trip to the state state meet last season. Um, she will be helped out with um, Grace Gilmore and Anna Miller, who are both juniors. They will be kind of taking over the girls' side as well. So a few names to kind of think about um, as the Nordic ski season kind of gets underway. We have snow, which is great because can't really have a season without that. So um, I know they're kind of expecting they're, – they're hoping for more snow, which, I mean, unfortunately I think we're going to be getting some here in the next day or so. Um, from what I've heard, three to six inches, which is super fun. Um, excited. Yeah, especially right when we just got most of it melted. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I don't have to go too far for a lot of these sports matchups um, this year, True. this weekend. But still, um, not so much fun driving in the ice. So, um, But on the plus side, Nordic gets more snow. So we're happy for them because I know the athletes are excited to get out there. Yeah, snow all day Thursday and Friday, it looks like currently. So. <laughs> um, and and then, then lastly, yeah, we just have one Alpine team um, with basically every school in, I think, the known universe is all co-opted into this team. Um, just quick last thoughts on, on what it might look like for them this year. Yeah, no, the St. Cloud Breakaways is the Alpine ski team. Um, head coach Chris Longton said pretty similar size this upcoming year from last year. Um, graduated seven um, – seven skiers and bringing back a few um, newer faces as well. But regarding the boys side, um, they have four captains, four senior captains this year, Um, two, two boys, two girls, Um, cathedrals, Louis Stuck and Tex Ben Nelson will be kind of leading that charge for the boys team. Um, And then on the girls side, Tex Kaylee Erickson and Eden Valley Watkins is Taylor Phelps will be the captains for the girls side. Um, the main part for them is they're kind of taking practices as it is like a meet um, where if you miss a, if you miss a, um, a gate or you miss a, you know, a flag or whatever it may be, you have to kind of climb your way back up and go through it um, because that's what you're going to have to do when it comes to competition time. So um, that real, real life aspect um, to practice has been helpful according to Chris um, and 
yeah, they're just kind of looking forward to a fun season. They're hoping, you know, to keep things going regarding COVID. Um, and I think the biggest, the biggest thing right now for the Nordic and Alpine skiing is their schedules. Um, just because, because of the fact that literally eight to nine teams are a co-op for the Alpine ski team. That means you don't really have anybody in the vicinity area. So you kind of have to go a little bit further out. So um, I think they're just trying to finalize their ski, ski schedules um, through as we get ready. I think they're hoping January 21st is their start to the season. Um, and then they'll have, from the sounds of it, hopefully somewhere between seven to nine um, meets throughout the season. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So if you want, if there's anything else um, we didn't touch on today, I'm sure it's in our previews. If you read them online at sctimes.com, because um, there's only so many words we can say before <laughs> you guys lose your mind or we lose our mind. Whenever one comes through. <laughs> but with that, that wraps up high school. So many names. <laughs> there are so many names. Oh my goodness. But I butchered your so name. Close. I'm sorry. I'm just, it, there's so many of them. <laughs> Ryan butchered your name. He's probably butchered worse in the past. That's the best way, <laughs> most possible. Way to do it. Um, back when we did the video Thanks, show and I we would cut three, four times when there'd be a mistake. Those were some of my favorite moments, but um, you've improved a lot though. There's no doubt about that. Thank you. <laughs> it helps when you're around a little bit longer, but yeah. Yeah. So I think the main thing um, other than that is Thursday. I plan on being at Apollo Sock Rapids boys basketball. Um, be fun to see Apollo coming off that section championship with, you know, we're going to see four, at least four different starter, new starters for them. And a lot of different guys off the bench too. Um, see how they play against Sock Rapids, who also has a bit of turnover, but some guys back. So that's going to be the game at Sock Rapids Thursday night. I'm at uh, Brian, what are you going to be at for high school events this week? Yeah. So Thursday, I'm going to be over at the Mac um, as Sartell takes on St. Cloud for boys hockey. Um, kind of a fun similar to you where, you know, two local teams facing off early on in the season. Um, that'll be a fun one to go to. I'm not entirely sure what Dave's schedule looks like. So might be just me, might be Dave and I, um, depending on what the schedule looks like for him for Friday, I am planning on going to Monticello. Um, there is a lot of dance teams competing at Monticello on Friday night. Um, from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're doing a four thirty, no four, five thirty, and seven. I think, or it might be four thirty, five thirty, and seven thirty. I don't know. One of the, th- one of them. Um, but there's going to be three sessions, um, Albany cathedral, Sartell and Ricori are all going to be there. So going to try and get over there and, and be able to cover a few um, of the dance teams before they all split up and do their own meets. Um, and then Saturday, I'm going to be over at the Mac again, as Morris heads over to, the Mac to take on cathedral for one of their first games of the season, um, for boys hockey. So, um, going to be a lot of hockey and dance for me this week. Absolutely. And yes, Friday night, I'm planning to be in St. Cloud state men's basketball. Um, who's going to be hosting my not state for St. Cloud state. Just a couple of things to note. Um, the wrestling team is on a week pause because of, uh, COVID-19 right now. Um, they won their first match of the year, 31 to three, they're number one ranked in the country, but they're on a pause for right now. Um, women's basketball, they were going to be at Minot state this weekend. Um, that got changed because of COVID-19 as well. Popular theme. Um, instead they're going to be facing Mary at Mary in North Dakota, um, who they just hosted this last week and they split a series with who 
Um, Notables Cathedral grad Megan Boyd, she hit game-winning three with a second left um, to win that game for Mary. She had 17 in the game and five threes. So um, it's kind of cool to see her as she came back to St. Cloud have a huge game like that and, um, you know, get them the win at the very end of regulation. Um, so that happened as well. Um, and then men's hockey, they had a couple schedule changes. I think it's the, the game times have changed about three times. Um, right now, I believe it is 6.05 on Friday, 6.35 on Saturday. Could change by the time. You know, uh, yeah, never six o'clock, never, never. So that's all happening with St. Cloud State and also swimming and diving. Um, has also just started up their season this last week, too. So a lot going on over there. But the biggest news before we finish is the Mayak coming back. So St. John's and St. Ben's um, both having schedules for all their sports, hockey, basketball, track and field, swimming and diving, and then also wrestling um, for St. John's. So all of those sports are going to be coming back uh, basically the first weekend in February and then even possibly um, a couple of those teams playing the last week of January. But uh, for basketball and hockey, they're going to play every team in the conference uh, once. If, if you know, they play enough games, they play I think they have seven of those schedules. If they played over 50% of them and have the best winning percentage, that's who wins the conference. Um, there's no post postseason, you know, conference tournament. And then the, Whoever wins that regular season title would technically be get the automatic bid if there is a tournament. I'm not that optimistic there would be an NCAA tournament for, you know, D3, but there, there still could be. It's always on the table. So, um, yeah, all those programs, they're, you know, I'm pretty sure they're probably getting really ramped up now because they're going to be playing in two, three weeks after months and months and months um, of uncertainty. So I just wrote about that this morning. So if you want more details on that, um, head to setimes.com and read about what that's going to look like. But it'll be fun. College is going to be in full swing by the start of February. So it should be a fun couple months of winter sports. Definitely. No, and like Zach said, I mean, you can check out all of our content at setimes.com. Like he said, we're having plenty of high school content. We're also having plenty of college content. Um, as we ramp up for high school sports to start up on Thursday, which is tomorrow, um, we're going to be having scoreboards up updates um, we're going to be having roundups. We're going to try our best to try and give you as much as we can. I know a lot of fans can't be out in the stands anymore um, due to the number of people and the maximum capacity and such. Um, so we're going to be doing the best we can as um, as sports writers and being there to give the people that aren't there um, some type of an experience that makes them feel like they're at, at the ice rink or at the gym or whatever it may be. So, um, But if there's stuff that you want us to talk about, um, please don't hesitate to let us know, send us an email, shoot us a direct message on Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, we're always happy to add more. We want this podcast. I mean, for us, we know what's going on, so that it's not a big deal for us. We want to make sure that you guys know exactly what's going on. So, um, give us a, give us a shout and let us know how we're doing and, um, what we can do to, to help your lives a lot, a little bit easier. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I think that'll kind of wrap up this podcast, I think. Um, so I guess for you, Zach, what are your final thoughts getting ready for, uh, this upcoming week and getting sports going on, um, for both high school and college sports exclamation point. Those are my <laughs> thoughts. That's about all I got. It's happening. We're here. Just hope every, every team can stay as healthy as possible. There's going to be cancellations. There's going to be teams missed, but hopefully we can mitigate those as much as possible and, and get to see a lot of games this year. So, uh, for that, I think that about wraps up the show. So 
Next week, we'll be back once we'll have analysis of games we've actually seen. The season's starting and should be a lot of fun. So until then, um, thanks for listening again this week. We'll see you again next time.